Hi, everyone. Welcome to Find Me in a Book podcast. I'm your host, Tav. Today, we're going to be talking about another book from Emily Henry, which I honestly didn't realize that she that she wrote People We Meet on Vacation, which I'm pretty sure I did an episode on. I should know my episodes, but I don't, and it's fine. Uh, there was I was going to be doing it on a different book, uh, but it completely took me by surprise. And by surprise, I mean, like, I saw the cover and I read, like, the synopsis of it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. There was, like, dragons. There was fae. There was, like, all this fantasy stuff. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. So I got halfway through and realized that it was a reverse harem. And if you don't know what a reverse harem is, uh, it is basically one girl and then however many guys. <laughs> um... There was three guys in this, and uh, she, like, bonded with one of them. And so I was like, oh, yeah, cool. This is, like, a mate-type thing. And she's, like, the dragon rider, and he's the dragon. And I was like, okay, this is so great. I thought it was kind of a crude book. Um, Okay, but let me back up. The reason why I was reading this is because it was by Rebecca Ethington, which I've read her books previously and was obsessed with the Imdolin series. Like, me and my sister were both obsessed. It was so good. We loved it, loved the story. Everything about it loved it. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, it's by her. Like, I'm sure I will love it. It'll kind of be similar. Oh, no. It was... um it was like the complete opposite. It started off like kind of crude and there was a lot of like sexual talk and it started to get kind of weird and I was like, oh, okay, like I can overlook that. And, but then, yeah, she like bonded with one and, um, and I was like, okay, that's kind of like a lot of detail for this. Uh, and then she bonded with another one and I was like, wait, what? Like, I thought she was already with, this guy and it was as the storyline was really long it, they were like in the mountains for basically the whole story and it didn't progress very fast and so that was just like a side piece uh but then she bonded with the third guy and I was like uh I was not expecting this which you know what if reverse harem is your thing that's totally great uh, it's just not what I prefer and I have a hard time with it because I'm like, can you just like pick someone? <laughs> like, can you just pick one guy please? So I can like root for him and not be like, oh my gosh, which guy? And yeah, of course there was like a toast scenes with all three of them. And that's where I stopped. I couldn't do it. I couldn't even like, not really fast forward, but like I couldn't keep turning the pages because I I just immediately was not interested in the whole book in general after that. So yeah, it was, (laughs) that was going to be the book. But then yeah, after that, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. We got to We got to pick a different book. And of course, it was last minute. And I had a lot of like work projects to come up. So I was like, I just have to push the, the episode back. Uh, and so it is going to be posted on a Thursday uh, instead of a Tuesday. And um, so currently right now is Wednesday. Um, but my husband gets here in two hours. Ah, isn't that so crazy? Like... I believe I've kind of like reported on it since the very beginning of moving here to North Carolina. 
And so it's been two months uh, since I've seen him. And yeah, he gets here in two hours. He's had the long drive, which I'm sure he's like tuckered out. We had like the worst time with a rental car. Like we rented a car. Okay, here's, sorry, I'm going to give you a life update first if that's okay. Uh, so, okay, um, we sold his car because we're like, oh, we'll only need one car. And we wanted to fly him and our other dog out. We're like, that would be the easiest. We got a moving pod. It'll be here on Saturday. And we rented, or sorry, we were going to fly him out. But then we called the airlines and they're like, no, um, since there is like, since COVID, we've had an um, embargo on putting animals in like the cargo area. And so we're like, okay, well, can he go in like the passenger area? And they're like, no, he's too big and he's not an emotional support animal if he's like that size. So we're like, oh my gosh, okay, so we can't fly them. We looked into trains, but the trains won't let an animal go for like more than seven hours, which the train like just keeps going. I don't know how long it is. So it's like a consecutive thing, like he couldn't be on there. So we're like, okay, so he can't go on a train. And we're like, literally, our only option right now is to drive. And we had already sold his car. Um, We were renting from my parents one of their cars, which my parents are seriously the nicest people. And so we were paying them monthly for, uh, well, we only didn't have his car for like a month. So we paid them for a month to like rent it. And we're like, okay, we're going to rent a car. And he's going to drive across to North Carolina from Utah. So everything's going great. And um, we don't have credit cards. Early in our marriage, I, well, I still don't have a lot of control of money. But uh, we were like, yeah, we need credit cards. We're going to do this, this, and this. And then we got into a lot of debt. Thankfully, we were able to refinance our house like two years ago and get completely out of debt. Uh, I'm just, you know, letting you into my life right now. (laughs) Welcome. So we, we didn't have a credit card until I was like, you know what, we haven't rented a car in like 10 years. And I remember it being a hassle because we didn't have a credit card at that time. We had just gotten married and we had to find a rental place that used a debit card. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to get a credit card. I mean, Jared and I talked about it, but I was like, I'm just going to get a credit card just in case. So I have the credit card. He goes to the rental car place and they say, well, you need to have a credit card and the person on the credit card, like you need to have it physically with you and the person that's on it needs to be with you. And he's like, that's physically not possible because my wife is in North Carolina and that's where the credit card is. And they're like, well, like maybe you could change the name on the on the booking, because uh, JR's brother lives nearby. And so we're like, well, what if we can change the name on the car booking to his brother's name and use their credit card and then just pay him back? And so we canceled the, it was through Expedia, we canceled the rental because we couldn't change it on there. They said, no, we couldn't. So we're like, okay, we're going to cancel it. We're going to start a new one with the brother's name in it, and we should be good to go. So we canceled it, everything. Uh, JR goes back to the people that we're going to rent the car from, like the agency. And he's like, okay, we canceled it. Can I please do a new reservation? And they're like, well, you can't reserve here at the desk. And he's like, "You're we're at an airport. Like, 
how can you not reserve at the desk? And so he goes online and he goes to reserve it and they're all sold out. They have no cars. And he's like, no, 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 that's not possible because you would have had a car here because I booked the car. There is a car here. And they're like, well, if online says that we don't have a car, then we don't have a car. And he's like, what? And everywhere else didn't have a car either. So we're like, what are we supposed to do? It's like the day he's supposed to leave, like Monday. And it's already like past the time that he was supposed to leave to get to the first stop, like in a good time. And we're like, literally, what are we supposed to do? So I called my dad and I was like, dad, can we please drive your car across the country and then ship it back? We literally have no other option. And of course, my dad seriously is the most kindest, like generous person. He's like, absolutely. Like you can drive it over, like whatever you need to do to like get it back, like do what you need to do. And I like wanted to cry because I'm like, dad, like we're taking, I mean, my, my parents have like three cars. So my mom has one, my dad has one. And then, but my dad has a truck. So he likes to use the car. Like sometimes, I don't know. It's whatever. It's a parent's thing, I guess. So we were using the car and he's been using like his truck. And I was like, are you sure? And he's like, yes, absolutely. Like your only option. Like I wouldn't tell you no. And so it was just very kind. And so JR has been on his way here. And again, yeah, he'll be here in two hours, which I'm so excited for. I just, yeah, two months being away from your spouse. And it's just, it's a lot. Like, even though we like FaceTime and call, it's not the same. Like, I have a fear of going places by myself. I mean, not like a fear fear, but like, I refuse to go to restaurants by myself. Um, it's really difficult for me to even go and go inside and, and do pickup. Like I have to go through the drive through or do like DoorDash. Like I have a, or they like bring it out to my car. I can do that. But like going, I have a very, very hard time with that. And I refuse to go to movies by myself and all of our stuff is in a moving pod. So I don't really even have furniture at all. Uh, we bought a new bed, so I, I have my bed, (laughs) but like, It's hard when you don't have stuff, you know, that you're used to. But anyways, yes, he will be here. And then our moving pod gets here on Saturday and we'll have all our stuff. And my sweet, sweet, sweet in-laws are coming to help us. Um, Like my sister-in-law and brother-in-law and then another brother-in-law are coming to help us uh, move in. Because they all live close by. Like one, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law live in Georgia, which is five hours away. And then we have a brother-in-law and sister-in-law. I mean, JR's brother. Um, he lives about an hour away. So we're very lucky to have them close by. Um, but yeah, anyways, that's kind of a, a life update for you. It, it, I mean, I didn't mean to really go deep into it, but I'm just really excited and I wanted to share that with you guys. So anyways, I think we should probably start talking about the books. You know, we kind of talked about the reverse harem, which we know is not my style, but if it's yours, go for it. There were a couple books that were released this last week that I'm really excited about. One of them is by R.S. Gray. And I really like her as an author. Like her, her books are different. They're not lighthearted. 
Like the one that we're going to talk about today is lighthearted. And then also Megan Quinn just came out with a book. She does romantic comedies very, very well. And I love her writing as well because they are very lighthearted. But with R.S. Gray, they are like a, a serious, like really tension building. And they're, they're like forbidden loves almost like there was one where there was like a boss and an employee there was another one with with rivals like business rivals and just kind of like a a high tension high intensity relationship and just a very um I guess you could call him dense uh main character like the male main character is very dense and very like straightforward, very straight laced. And then you kind of like chip away their layers and see that they're like an okay person. Like that's what I feel like all her main male characters are like, but I'm kind of intrigued by it. Like, I don't know. I, they, I, I enjoy them because it, they're different from like the rom-coms that I usually gravitate towards and the happy-go-lucky and happily-ever-after type things, which they, they do end up together, but it's kind of like a, a tough, gritty relationship almost. I don't know if that's the right word, but they're just a lot, it's a lot different. Uh, these books are a lot different from each other. So anyways, I am planning on reading both of those authors' new books. I'm really excited about them. And once again, this author, Emily Henry, did uh, write People We Meet on Vacation, which I loved that book. Um, it was about the two best friends that go on vacation like once a year and then um, something happens and then they like fall in love and they meet up and it's it's a great story. I highly recommend you read that and I highly, highly, highly recommend that you read the one that we're about to talk about. And it's called Book Lovers. And I believe it's going viral on TikTok. Um, the the main reason why I chose to read it is because my friend Brooklyn, I think I talked about her last week or the week before on the podcast, but um, she loves Stephen King and loves that genre. And so when she posted about this book that she was already like was hooked, like within 40 pages, she doesn't um, read a lot of romance books. But when she does, she was like, I love this. And I was like, oh, done. I am going to read it right now because if she loves it, I know I'm definitely going to love it. Uh, she's sent me like two books already, like romance books, and I've been obsessed with them. So I'm like, anything that she likes romance books, I am definitely going to get my hands on. Like, I completely trust her with it. So I was not disappointed with this book, like at all. Genuinely, absolutely loved this book. Love, love, love. So you can probably tell what I'm going to say for the mother-sister standard. I 100% 100% want them to read this book. It is beautiful. Like, and when I say beautiful, it's not like um, like the most swoon, swooning, beautiful romance. Like, it's not that. It's just like the characters bonding with each other. And um, I don't know. There's just like hidden messages in there that it's not just all about the romance. Like in this book, I think why I enjoyed it the most is because there was a lot of sister bonding. Um, there was these two sisters and they, you see their relationship grow and blossom and change and go through different like avenues through this whole book. And it was so relatable. Like I just, it, it touched my heart. Like I, 
I had all of the emotions in this book. And I laughed out loud in this book. And it's hard for me to laugh out loud in a book. Like I will like chuckle inside and be like, <laughs> like that was kind of funny. But this book, I literally laughed out loud because it is so witty. The banter is unreal. And it's not like a, an annoying banter that goes like too fast. This is like very well paced. It's just, I loved it. And it's like the banter, not only with like the main love or like the main male character, but it's like banter with um, the sister, banter with like the people around them. Like it just, I enjoyed it. And also it like, it made me tear up because of the relationship that these two sisters have, it reminded me of my own relationship with my older sister. And I just, I, I love, I genuinely loved this book. And I, I think it's honestly in, in my top like five favorite books, um, just because of the characters and the storyline and just, it wasn't a lot about world building at all because I feel like that's more with fantasy books is the world building. And what's funny about this is actually, it's like kind of based in New York where they like start, but then they go on a trip and it's to a city or a little town in North Carolina, which I'm like, okay, weird. <laughs> like, I know exactly where they're talking about because I live in North Carolina. Like, it was just so weird. Like, the ever since I moved here, I'm there's just so many things that, like, are based in North Carolina or they mention North Carolina. I'm like, what? Has this always happened? Like, has North Carolina always been, like, here? <laughs> that sounds so dumb. But I just, I guess I've just not noticed people stories being based off North Carolina or movies being based in North Carolina until I live here now. So anyways, yeah, the story takes place there, which is fun. It has a bit of spice in it, but nothing overwhelming, nothing that overtakes the story. It's not like the basis of the story. Like it doesn't all lead up to when they sleep together or that there's not like lusty scenes or it's like there's some a little bit of like spice scenes, but nothing that's crude or really descriptive or like it's all a, a good buildup. And so and then at the end, like there is a toast scene. But again, it's not like really descriptive. It's very mild. Um, but enough that you're like, okay, that's nice, you know? So like for the spice, honestly, for the most part, it's like a two, two and a half. Like when it's spicy, it's maybe a three, but it's just, it's a very good amount. And like I said, the characters are very funny um, and very quick-witted and it's easy to follow along with them, like their conversations and they're not like wild. Like I honestly didn't want the book to end because I loved their banter and their connection to each other so much. And I loved the main character, Nora. That's another thing too, why I love this book so much because usually I do like the main character, but I loved Nora. She is so fierce, but it's not like a cocky way. It's not like a Cruella de Vil way. It's not like... I don't know. She's just so, she's confident in herself. She has a great sense of humor. She has a great banter. She's like, she's just like a boss. Like she is just so cool. Um, so she is a literary agent in New York 
And so, like, she knows all of the tropes of the romance novels. It's kind of funny in the book, well, it is funny, that her relationships have actually ended in the tropes. So she, it it talks about, like, the Hallmark movies, how you know exactly what's going to happen. Like, the main character goes to a small town. Like, they live in a big, big city, and they leave their boyfriend or girlfriend, and they go to this small town and help save an establishment And then they stay there because they fell in love with someone. And then they call and break up with their boyfriend, girlfriend, or whatever. So she said that she's always been that girlfriend that's left in the city. And she's had that happen four times with four different guys. And so she's like, what even is this? (laughs) This is one of the parts where I literally laughed out loud. And she's talking about like the different tropes and how they relate to books as well. She says like, at this point, you find yourself screaming at the book. You don't even know her. What's her middle name, bitch? (laughs) I laughed because that sentence is so funny because it's so true like you see these movies or these books where they move so quickly and you're like you don't even know their middle name like why are you doing this like why are you already in love with them that's why I have a really hard time with Hallmark movies because they're just so cringe because literally it's like oh you have two weeks to save this bakery and you fall in love with the baker and you love him after two weeks it's like no no (laughs) you don't know their middle name it's so funny because she she just calls it out like and that's what I love about this author too like she's writing within being this agent and all these book tropes and calling out the book tropes like it's just I loved it so much and there was like a couple other quotes that I put in here that were just so funny kind of going back into the book and like the storyline um she is this agent and uh she is going to meet with an editor uh to see if he wants to take on one of her author's books and so she goes to meet with him she's a little bit late and he's just very stiff very formal very cold Um, And the meeting just kind of doesn't go very well. And his name is Charlie. And you can, I mean, from what I'm saying, you can probably guess that he is the main love character. But it fast forwards forwards two years, which I just thought about that. Fast forwarding is showing my age um, because that's what we did with VCRs. You know what I'm saying? And like DVDs and stuff. But anyways, I guess we kind of still say it for like Netflix and like streaming like, oh, fast forward. Um, But it's just, I don't know, kind of a dated term. Anyways, okay, so we're going to move forward two years. And um, she is talking to her sister. And her sister's about to have her third baby. And her sister's like, I just need a vacation. Like I need some, I need some sleep. And Um, they talk about her, they talk about the author that she wanted to, uh, have Charlie take on that he didn't and how this author like caught her big break. Like she got signed with a different editor and, uh, top best-selling book, like a movie's going to be made just like huge, huge break and is doing well. And so her sister really wants to get away for like a month. And so Nora was like, okay, well, I can probably make it happen. Like, I'll have to work remotely from where we are. She's like, okay, great. We're going to go to Sunshine Falls, which is the town in the book that Charlie said no to. 
Um, I can't remember what that book is called, but that's the book that Nora brought to Charlie because she wanted him to edit. He said no. Then it made its big break. And so now, yeah, kind of full circle that Libby is her sister. She wants to go to Sunshine Falls and really like see what this book book is based on and all that. So Nora doesn't really have a choice. She's like, okay, sure, let's go. Like, they get in on, on an airplane, and this place is kind of by, like, Asheville, North Carolina. Um, so they get there. They settle into their Airbnb, which is, like, a cute cottage, and they go to find some food. And so they go to this little coffee shop, and they stand in line, and she looks a couple people before her, and this guy looks really familiar. And she's like, is that Charlie? Like, the editor guy so she still has his email so she emails him and she sees this guy look at his phone and then types and then she gets an email back and so she's like yeah that's definitely him so she like kind of emails him back and forth and they they create this conversation and and really good banter and funny banter about these books and her kind of saying like hey like you didn't want this book and now it's this big book. And he, he acknowledges that and says like, if you have any other manuscripts, like please send them my way. I'd love to work with you. So the next day she tries to find Wi-Fi to work, but the town is like, no, except for this bookstore. So she goes to this bookstore, gets the Wi-Fi, and she looks over to the front desk and Charlie is there. He's working. And so she grabs a book, slams it down, and she's like, hello. And they, like, have this cute, fun banter, and we find out that he is actually from Sunshine Falls, and that's one of the reasons why he didn't pick up the book is because he was like, I grew up here. This is my hometown. Like, I didn't like this book because she's never been here before. She just passed through. And so back then, that was the reason why he didn't pick it up. Uh, And his parents own the bookshop, so all these tropes, too. Um, But he actually, he did live in New York. Uh, He was back for like a month or two to help his dad because his dad had a stroke and his mom was taking care of like the different shops and everything like that. So um, he was back helping and everything. But they hit it off immediately and their relationship is so cute and it's so witty and funny and they go back and forth with how they respond to each other and it just you see it blossom and it's not like they are refusing what is like happening to them it's not like a absolute denial like they both are for it and they both realize how much they do have in common and how much they do get along which is really nice because it it kind of I don't really like the stubborn characters that are like, no, we're not in love. And it's like, yes, you are. Like, stop it. So I did like that they weren't, like, stubborn or anything. And at one point, I don't know why this, like, just made me so... It made me laugh because for some reason, me and my husband say this to each other. Nora says this to Charlie at one point where she's like, you're not my real dad. I think it's from, like, a Vine or a TikTok or an Instagram like funny or YouTube even I don't know but we're little kids like you're not my real dad (laughs) so yeah me and JR say that to each other all the time I don't know why but when I saw that in this book I laughed out loud I'm like wow this is relatable so going back to more of the sister bonding 
um, which they get a lot of time to do to do that because it's just her and Libby at this Airbnb. A uh, little bit of background about Nora and Libby. Um, Libby was 16 and Nora was 19 when their mom passed away. She was a single mother and she had always wanted to be an actress in New York. So she took the girls from New Jersey to New York and uh, she was basically like the starving actress, did all sorts of odds and end jobs so that she could do these auditions. And they were very, very, very poor. Um, but they loved, the girls loved that their mom made it fun. Like she created these experiences with them and really like just create, created this great childhood from them. And her, their mom was like, a romantic and loved romance books. And that's where Nora got her love of books. And um, it's just like a, a sweet relationship. But we also see how it affected them because their mom treated Nora more as a partner instead of a daughter. And so when their mom passed away, Nora stepped up and felt like she needed to be kind of like the mother and look out and make sure that Libby has everything that she needs and be completely taken care of. And so you see how Nora really steps in over the years for Libby more as a mother instead of a sister. And she even turned down like an editor job because um, it would kind of give her a base pay instead of the job where she was at, like as an agent getting commission, because she wanted to make sure to make enough money to k take care of Libby and make sure that Libby has everything that she needs. So she's put her dreams on hold, kind of her life on hold, so that she can take care of L Libby. That's all she's ever known. This part kind of like got me emotional reading that, because at one point when I was like a little girl, I have an older sister and a younger brother. Um, my mom went through kind of like a traumatic, I don't, wouldn't say it traumatic, but she had like a, a lot of anxiety breakdowns. And so there was once um, when we were just little kids that she was going through this and we didn't really know how to help. We were just kids. And um, my sister has always felt like she needed to step up and kind of adapt to not really be a child that doesn't really make sense she felt like she needed to grow up earlier than she should have and to help take care of us young siblings and so th reading this book and reading about that situation just brought emotions from when um, my sister was actually telling me this because I I don't remember I was too young um, but my sister stepped up and she took care of us and uh, my grandma was there to help take care of us and to take care of my mom and um, while she was going through kind of this, um, the emotional times that she did. And we understand, like looking back on it, like um, it was hard and, and you go through a lot of things in life. And and my sister, she took care of us. She, she was able to be there for us. And when we were old enough, my sister like had her friends and she'd always go hang out with theirs with them. And so me and my brother created a good bond and I felt like I needed to be his protector, even though my mom was great. Like she's doing, <laughs> she was a great mom and, uh, she is a great mom. And, but I felt like I needed to be his protector. So like when he was bullied in middle school, I went to the principal and was like this, 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 and this, like I I moved into the mom role when my mom was like, no, I'm the mom. What are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm taking care of him. Because I, I think I felt that way 
because my sister did that for me. She took care of me. And, um, like my brother was very, very young. Um, but yeah, I just really related to this and it was emotional. It really was. My family's doing great. I have a great, (laughs) I feel like I have to say that my mom is um, an amazing mom. And, um, my sister is an amazing mom. Like, I'm so glad for the bonds that we've created over the years and like the books that have brought us together. And with Nora and Libby, books brought them together. They both love romance books. And and that's one thing that me and my mom and sister relate on and talk about all the time are books. And if we should read them, if we shouldn't read them, what we liked, what we didn't like. Um, and that hasn't happened since, I feel like that started happening maybe like five years ago, um, where we all started like reading these types of books. And now we, we talk about them all the time. And I mean, to get my mom to read (laughs) the type of books that we read is, is kind of difficult, but when she does, we're like, yes, like, let's all talk about it. So anyways, I just loved the growth. Um, I loved seeing the growth in Nora, Um, as a sister and instead of like focusing on fixing the problems for her sister because she was very she's very analytical she loves checklists she loves fixing problems she loves knowing the next steps and so instead of going from that to her sister saying like can you please just say like oh man that sucks like that's all I need to hear instead of like oh we gotta do this we gotta do this like I don't need a solution I just want you to be there and listen and say, yeah, that does really suck. And, you know, I mean, that goes for everyday life, too. Like, sometimes you just need someone to listen and to empathize and just say, like, you know what? That really does suck. Like, I agree. Um, Instead of being like, okay, yeah, what are we going to do? Like, I just thought that was very, very relatable. And so this book is focused a lot around this sister relationship, but it, it's such a good mixture between their their friendship and relationship and the love and romance in it and their background and where he comes from and the small town life. Like it was just such a good mixture that I wasn't left wanting something different, you know? I thought at one point I'd be like, oh man, like there needs to be more romance, there needs to be more of this, but it was perfect. Like, there is the perfect amount of knowing what's happening with her and our sister, getting to know her sister more, their background, but also with Nora and Charlie. Like, there was the perfect relationship and and then building a friendship and having the banter, being at the little town and the relationships with the town people and um, the plot with that and their the point of them being in the town and it just, it was so well blended and so thought out and outlined. Like I just, seriously, I would give this book a 10 out of 10. I really would. And especially like for me having this much to talk about, like the characters and what I liked about them, instead of just saying like, here's a play by play of the book. I like, I really related to this book. I really enjoyed it. So that like, I don't know. I just, I just felt this book. I know that sounds weird, but I just felt it and it was great and I loved it. Um, so that's, you know, that's our book. Um, it's called book lovers and I thought it was very, very great. Uh, and I, I really hope you read it. I honestly do. This was a great book, especially if you have like an older sister or younger sister and love romance. Like it just, all around solid book. Um, 
Anyways, thank you guys for tuning in this week. Make sure to follow me on Instagram. Make sure to like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I greatly appreciate it. And I will talk to you guys next week.